0: This episode is brought to you by Kendall and Hyde, makers of leather satchels, boots, and belts built to last a lifetime. Two if you count the cows. Visit kendallhyde.com slash madcast and use the promo code MADCAST to receive 15% off your order. Welcome to the best debate in the universe, the only debate show where I argue both sides of an issue and you decide which is more persuasive. I'm your host, Maddox. With me is Sean. Sean. The audio engineer, Hello Maddox, welcome back. And in studio today, two very special guests: Ryan Holiday, famous author, and Robin Higgins. Welcome back. Hello. Robin is just on last week. Ryan Holiday, good friend of mine, fellow author. Ryan, welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me again. So, Ryan, you're a famous author. You have sure. You've written you've written several books. Oh, you're so modest. You've written several books. Uh, trust me, I'm lying. The Confessions of a Media Manipulator, mm-hmm. right? Did I get the subtitle right? You did. Perfect. And The Obstacle is the Way, way mm-hmm. right? That was your second book. No, your third. Third. Third book. And your new book just came out. It's Ego is the Enemy. Yes. So the yeah. premise of the book is that you feel that ego is a bad force.
1: Right? I, w- I would say it's the worst possible element to introduce into any situation because I would say that ego is a, a sort of a murky haze between you and reality, Um, And it prevents whatever it is that you're trying to do, it's preventing you from seeing it clearly, from seeing it objectively, from seeing it empathetically. Uh, It makes difficult things, you know, being successful, building things, making things, it makes that difficult thing harder than it needs to be.
0: Right. Well, let's say in a business scenario, how would ego be an obstacle in, in say achieving success?
1: Um, let's say everyone in your company thinks you're a fool, but they won't tell you it because they think it will hurt your feelings. Let's say uh, you think you are better or safer or more successful than you actually are. I think what you see it most often in business businesses, uh, especially when someone has been successful once, they extrapolate that to mean that they will be successful at every single thing they do because it's their God-given right. Right. So they overreach often. That's one of
2: the truest statements I think I've ever heard.
0: Absolutely. So you Ryan, see it
2: time and time again.
0: Yeah, you had a book signing last night. I did. And one of the examples you gave during the book signing I attended, it was uh, here in uh, at Book Soup in Los Angeles. Yeah, uh, great signing, great event. One of the examples that you gave was the sports the sports team that chose the New a draft. England Patriots. Yeah,
1: yeah. When the New England Patriots drafted Tom Brady, they right. drafted him in the sixth round as the hundred ninety ninth pick in the two thousand. NFL draft right arguably the greatest draft pick in the history of football right they get a four time Super Bowl winner multiple MVP thrown for tens of thousands of yards maybe the best maybe the best quarterback of all time and they got him in the sixth fucking round it's insane right but uh, Bill Belichick who people might think has an ego he doesn't see that as a huge success he actually sees it as a failure right he goes how could we have almost missed Tom Brady so ego says hey we're amazing look how good we did it doesn't look at what you could have done better or what you nearly missed, right? It's so it, ego is the difference between telling yourself a story that makes you worse, right? I'm amazing. Mm-hmm. This is—we knew this all along. And humility or self-awareness, which says, man, that was a close fucking call. Like, we almost did—somebody else almost got Tom Brady. And, and I'm forgetting the player's name, but the the, uh, the the personnel manager for the the Patriots, he actually kept— a picture of the guy they drafted before Tom Brady on his desk for yeah. several years, because that guy didn't even make it through training camp. Wow! Um, so as a reminder to, to them to yeah, not get let we're not their ego go in the way. We're not as good as we think we are, and there's yeah. always room to be better.
3: How sad is that guy if he finds out that little story? <laughs> Like, I'd
1: cry I mean, I think he's just more sad that he's not in the NFL anymore Oh,
3: sure, but like that, at least you've gotten over that Like, cause like that guy has been playing football for a while And then you're just like, somehow, you just stumble across that story Like, oh, your face is an example of failure This one guy holds on to
4: Right, like, <laughs> like they-
1: you, you never want to be somebody else's cautionary tale Yeah, they look at that and they shudder like, Ooh.
4: We yeah.
0: almost we almost got that guy. I tried as
3: hard as I could. I threw the ball.
0: And that poor guy is just like slumming through grocery stores right now, just trying to live his life. And 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 this whole entire corporate franchise, like guys, don't forget. Don't forget the lesson we learned from Loser. <laughs> yeah. Loser McJoe over there. Oh my gosh. Alright, guys. Well, moving on, the vote is in from last week. The question was, is Michelle Carter responsible for her boyfriend's suicide? So last week, Ryan, we talked about this news story where a girl, back in 2014, she was 17 years old at the time. She encouraged her 18-year-old boyfriend to kill himself. The question was, is it possible to coerce someone to commit suicide? Or is it entirely the person's decision and responsibility? Before listening to the debate, 65% said Yes, she is responsible. Then after listening to the debate, 76% said yes. I believe that Mm -hmm. because she was so aggressive about it. So aggressive, very callous, this woman. Now, here is, uh, you know, I argued both sides last time, but here's what I truly believe. I think that, uh, I used to think that suicide was always an individual's decision, but I no longer believe that after reading this case. Uh, This is is one of those situations where I actually changed my mind. So that swayed you? It swayed me definitely. I think that this boy was emotionally and psychologically vulnerable, and having dealt with severe depression and was possibly on medication. Uh, I think she took advantage of him. And the the moment I thought that it changed for me is when he was in the car. Yes. Right, he was in the car, yes. and the exhaust was going in, and he decided to get out of the car. Right, that was his last chance, his fight to stay on and live.
2: And she bullied, and she him, she back bullied into him back it. into the car. She yeah. texted
0: him and said, "Get back in the car." I think she. She called him a pussy or something? I don't know. She she intimidated know. him to get back into the car.
3: It was bad. Yeah. I You know, I'm glad I'm here this week because I wanted to redeem myself because I, I was also trying to like play devil's advocate. Yeah. And I looked at the website and saw how much it changed. I was like, and I then I told like, all my friends and they're all were just like that she needs to be locked up like I, forever.
2: I think she's awful. Yeah. She absolutely coerced him. Yeah. Uh, I still think it's the individual's choice. Literally, he's not in his right mind, but ultimately you always have the chance to say, fuck you. Now, whether he had the, I don't know if you want to call it ability or not because he was in such a poor frame of mind. I don't know. At the very least, I think something needs to happen to her. I mean, you know, she yeah. sounds like a pure sociopath. Yeah, yeah there's absolutely. like And
3: I also changed my mind. I don't think it's sexual. I think it's just that she's like crazy. Yeah,
2: no, I don't yeah. think it's sexual either. Yeah. I think it's, she is a sociopathic person. No empathy, no real connection with anyone else. Yeah, no. They're just, they're just, things and could she be, was could
0: be an ant, and she was lying about it publicly putting yeah. on the face she, that she was trying to so save she his knew life what she was doing. oh absolutely yeah, totally was, manipulative what do you say ryan
1: yeah she sounds horrible yeah i mean and i guess you would look like did she get anything out of it right like was it it sounds like she was just doing it for the pure thrill of hurting another human being right, right? Yeah. that's yeah. How not reads. like she was trying to get back at him or there was some You know what I mean? It it sounds like she was just toying with Mm -hmm. a a person the way that a sociopath would toy with a a bug. Right? Actually, no. A sociopath just screws people over. A psychopath inflicts and enjoys the pain Mm. that they make someone else experience, and that's that's what it sounds like.
2: That's true, but I was reading up on sociopaths and psychopaths, and they're pretty much – a psychopath is kind of an outdated reference now. They're saying they're not. There's not really a difference anymore clinically.
1: I think I th- I've heard the difference is like is when you start like hurting, uh, legitimately hurting or killing other people, right? Like a serial killer is not a sociopath; they're a psychopath. That's a distinction. Oh, I see. I make. Yeah, well, that's what I thought yeah. too. I thought that well,
2: was the distinction. They can, be, they can be diagnosed as sociopaths. Sure.
0: Right. I think that I read uh, a lot of
2: serial killer shit. Oh
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's fascinating. Makes sense. Sure. If you haven't checked out the Museum of Death, yeah, yeah it's really creepy. It's really weird. There's a lot of interesting uh, serial killer mem- memorabilia, and I think they have collected, you know the Heaven's Gate cult in the 90s? There was this cult, for those who aren't familiar, if you don't remember the story, that uh, that believed that there was a comet coming near Earth, and they thought that if they killed themselves, they would go on to, their spirits would fly to a spaceship in the tail of the comet.
2: Yeah, the hale Bop comet.
0: Was it the hale Bop? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I was in that cult.
0: Oh, you were in? <laughs> yeah. Were you really? Yeah, Sean, well, I, I, I got out. I made the choice to get out. john were, were trying you re- to coerce me, but- Hold on, were you really in the cult? I Because I kind of believe you were. Are you winking at me? Were you Were you in the cult? No. <laughs> I also Damn that it, fucking a, Sean!
1: That'd be such a great like uh, true truths one lie thing. Where yeah. You just drop-
3: I knew someone that was in a cult. It was like my it was like a my mom's friend's mother, and like her her parents had gotten together because the dad like fell in love with her in high school, and then she had gotten this cult, and then he like rescued her, like broke in and stole her in the middle of the night,
0: like when she was two years into this cult. And they lived mm. a wonderful life and had children together. Yeah, I've I've known people who've been in cults and escaped, and now they're fine. Wow, you mean she was mentally fine just like that? I guess you're just really weak. I don't know. Well, speaking of people who might not be mentally fine, I got some voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this one. Okay. I, think I, I think I might have a stalker. Listen to this.
4: Hey, Matt, I just want you to know that I still have a lock of your arm here. I stole from Comic-Con.
3: <laughs> you didn't notice, but
4: I always have a piece of you with me. Also, I wish that
5: you would kiss me the way Robert De Niro kissed Julia. I'm honestly your
1: dream, girl. Love you, babe. Uh, What's wrong
2: with her phone reception?
1: I, I don't know. It was just, <laughs> is yeah, it, was just a is crappy it
0: call. Is it actually possible that she could have a lock of your arm hair? I don't think so. My arm hair is intact. I ch- I actually checked when I heard that <laughs> voice, and I'm like, this is so creepy. I, I need to look down and make sure there's no patch of missing arm hair on my arm. Like,
1: my- I feel like someone could get like regular hair yeah.
0: you know, from your. I mean, you have very short hair, but yeah,
1: I feel like you can you. sneak <laughs> some. <laughs>
4: that's, very, that's very generous of you,
0: Ryan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, but, but like arm hair, that I, I mean, you're
0: designed to feel that yeah. much more closely. But she but said
3: still had. So it's still some had. Years ago. That's
0: mm. true. I have never given any girl a lock <laughs> she, of my arm hair. She didn't
3: hair. say that you gave it to her.
0: Oh, that's true. She said she took it. I think
3: the patch has grown over.
0: All right. This is creeping me out. All right. I got another voicemail. Uh, these ones never end.
4: Uh yeah, I was just calling to say hi. Um love the podcast. I know what's uh, coming. again though still I don't know what's going on. I think this is the, yeah, fourth week that I've
0: asked for a T-shirt for free and still haven't gotten one. Um, Not going to get my shit last week saying that I'd be in the L.A. area, and then I you know, meet up, potentially. Like that makes it easier for um, you. Thanks.
4: Yeah, uh, again, that's a size large. If you could recently I uh, know okay,
0: awesome. Idiot. Uh,
4: love the show. Thanks.
0: Okay, guys, it was a bit. I like right? this audience bit. No, Robin e with the ding. That was Robin with the ding. Robin has a dinger now, which pisses me that's off. That's a great audience I bit. didn't authorize this.
2: You know what Damn Raka it. should do? We should make counterfeit Maddox shirts and
3: start sending them out.
2: <laughs> oh, okay, great, like you're fine. honoring it. You yeah,
0: know what, Maddox, Maddox? peeing
3: on something, right? Like the Calvin. <laughs> oh, like the
0: Calvin. <laughs> just the Maddox logo. Yeah, uh, you're not getting free shirts, idiots. Uh, here's another one.
2: Hey, Maddox. It's the drawing of here again.
0: I was just sitting around waiting for my T-shirt to arrive when I had yeah. a sudden revelation. Right. I thought, you know what? Maybe this silly T-shirt bit is just another joke. Yeah. That's what it is. Like the time you announced that you were writing another book. Okay, you don't know, Fuck you. <laughs> Boy, I sure was a silly goose to fall for that
2: one. Anyway, send me my T-shirt and finish your book, you fucking
0: nugget. <laughs> okay, dickhead. I get it. Real funny. Real funny fucking voicemail. And I am working on my book. All right? It's almost done. It's fine. It's coming along fine. Shit. Right? Ryan, Ryan has empathy for me. It's hard, man.
1: Yeah. Books are... There's that saying uh, painters like painting, writers like having written.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> that's exactly what it, I've never heard that quote before. Oh, that's great. I use it all the time. Uh, I got another one. Robin, this one's for you. Uh oh. Listen to this. Speaking of creepers. Oh
4: god. Hey Maddox, love the podcast. Uh, one one minor suggestion. Uh less Maddox and more Robin Higgins. Ooh. Uh, Going on, girl. Shots fired. How you doing? Uh, shirt size 2XL. Okay, you're not getting a fucking
0: shirt. (laughs) Shut up. Idiots. Uh, yeah, Robin. So this guy's creeping on you. Great. you voicemail. Internet that, Are you into
3: it? I mean, it sounded like a partially comedy compliment, so I'll take that. <laughs> take
1: he's it. also huge, though. He's a 2XL, it sounds
0: like.
3: I heard yeah. that.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought I heard that. He's either really, he's a big guy or he's beefy guy. He's just
3: ripped guns. Yeah. Super ripped. He can't get over his guns, you know. That's what yeah, I, mean. that's,
0: just- I don't think so. His guts, <laughs> his guts is what he's trying to get it over. All right, guys, uh, moving on. Coming up at the end of the show, I've got some quick news headlines. But first, my um, guest moderators this week, as I mentioned, Robin. Thank Hello. you for coming back. And Ryan, you guys both have buzzers. Uh, let's go ahead and hear them. Here's Ryan's. And Robin. There it is. You'll hear the buzzers during the headline, the story this week. If I make a logical contradiction, if I say something you disagree with, which uh, you shouldn't, mm-hmm. then you can go ahead and buzz in at any time. But uh, moving on. The story. What oh. <laughs> So are you really going to argue both sides of the story? Yes. Uh, or both sides of the
1: debate? Yes. Can I tell a, a quick anecdote Please? first? Yeah, let's hear So it. there's this story uh, about Cato the Elder, who is uh, the father of a famous Stoic philosopher, and he comes into the... I
3: thought I was going to guess elf.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> he, he comes into the forum one day, and he sees this philosopher arguing about the importance of justice and how it's uh, essential.
0: Sounds like and he, me.
1: He thinks he thinks it's like this uh, brave, brilliant man, and then he comes back the next day and as a rhetorical trick, the, the, the philosophers are arguing the opposite point, that justice is manufactured uh, mm. and, and, and that it's artificial and it's just a construct to keep people in line. And so uh, Cato is outraged that someone would waste their time <laughs> arguing both sides <laughs> of the issue. And he goes to the Senate and he puts forth a bill uh, banishing him from Rome for corrupting the, the youth and uh and and wasting his time in, in a way that only philosophers
0: can arguing both
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean that is the biggest waste of time I think in terms of uh degrees <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing What are the Romans doing That they're so fucking busy Oh Don't waste my time With another argument That you don't believe <laughs> Fuck you What do you got What do you got going on
3: They what? throw their Fucked up babies off a cliff
1: Yeah That's the Spartans To be fair And they were a little busy <laughs> Running the entire
0: Fucking known world <laughs> Oh really Yeah well where are they now All dead well, We are their descendants Maddox uh, t- uh, Not me buddy Yeah not me <laughs> I have a podcast What do they have Jack shit They have worms in their tombs Idiots <laughs> Still. <laughs> Maddox is a descendant. Please, pure Neanderthal. <laughs> Shut up, Sean. <laughs> a fucking first first generation, first of a kind. New species. And you, you know what? Thank God you're the only of Like <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> fucking asshole. I'm already I'm already pissed off. I'm sweating. This is just I'm not it's not even hot in here. I'm just pissed off. It is hot. Yes. All right. That's Moving funny. on though. This uh, this week guys, this is a story making headlines. The character Sulu from Star Trek. Remember Sulu? Mm-hmm. He was announced to be gay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually
1: have no idea who we're talking you know,
0: about. <laughs> damn it! Right. Okay, you. Okay. There's a series called Star Trek. Uh, yeah, I
1: know that it exists. I don't know anything about
3: it. No, no, so can you give us a second Star Trek fact? Try your hardest.
0: What do you know about Star Trek? You know it exists.
1: There were several movies about it, and right. William Shatner was in it. Correct.
0: There you go. Mm-hmm. Was it? Wait, was William Shatner in any of the official movies? Oh, yeah, yes. he was yeah. like one through four or five or something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, uh, one of the guys in there is uh, Helmsman Sulu, and he was an Asian guy. He was played by George Takei in the original.
1: Oh, okay. That
0: guy. I right? know who that, right? that is. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it was just announced that in the new movie, he's going to be gay. So the question this week is is this progressive? Or is it exploitive? Mm. And I'm going to argue first that it is exploitive. And here's why. I know that uh, this, is, this might not be a popular opinion, but here's... Uh, you know, some people have argued that making the character Sulu gay in the upcoming movie, Star Trek Beyond, is a bad idea. One of those critics of the decision was none other than George Takei. Now, that's kind of shocking for a number of reasons. First and foremost, it's because he himself is gay you guys know this? I, I did, did know this. Yeah, George k's a very outspoken gay activist. Uh Did you know
2: that he was in the in internment camp when he was? Oh, again? yeah. He was what? in the internment camp. Oh yeah, my God. He was interned, yeah. I yeah. Had no he told idea. a fascinating story on uh, Howard Stern about that. Yeah. So this is a guy who he was in the closet for much of his life. I'm sure, because he came from that generation where you're not coming out.
0: Right. And I remember I read an interview where he told Gene Roddenberry that he was gay and he was still in the closet and Gene Roddenberry wanted to address it on Star Trek and it was a time when you know this was still so Star Trek was the first series in I think in the world the first television series to have an interracial kiss which was a big deal in the 70s and they were really you know this you got to put yourself in the in the mindset of people in this climate where People are still not cool with uh, you know blacks and whites mixing and and dating and or having just
3: anything
0: or yeah or mix just anything or really gay
3: people or whatever or anything or yeah whatever.
2: you know what's interesting is Robin is half black and half white I just found
0: this out last week <laughs> your favorite oh that's fact. <laughs> correct correct <laughs> that's all I think about now Robin oh yeah the half black half white girl yeah yeah so Robin you are a product of this generation yeah Star Trek you might owe your life to Star Trek <laughs> <laughs> ding myself there you go. Good job, Maddox. Um, so, the first interracial kiss. Ratings were low, and this was a really risky move for them to do. Gene Roddenberry eventually decided to go with it, and he, saw, he thought, you know what, fuck it, we're going to do this anyway. And then stations in Alabama canceled Star Trek. They, they refused to run that episode. <laughs> oh, shocker. Yeah, stations in Alabama, they refused to run that episode, and then the following year, I think Star Trek was finally canceled. Uh, it came shortly thereafter, but that was a very controversial moment. They were... Trailblazers, you might say, in the civil rights movement. But this is from Hollywood Reporter. The uh, The idea for the gay character in the new movie, the new Sulu, the new gay Sulu, came from Simon Pegg, who plays Scotty in the new films. Uh, he also wrote the movie. And uh, a scene was written in the new film, Very Matter of Fact, in which Sulu is pictured with a male spouse raising their infant child. Pegg assumed reasonably that Takei would be overjoyed at the development. A manifestation of that conversation with Gene Roddenberry in his swimming pool so many years ago. Remember that, uh, that yeah. conversation? Right. Except tk was not overjoyed. He had never asked Sulu to be gay. In fact, he'd much prefer that he stay straight. And he said, I'm delighted that there's a gay character, he tells The Hollywood Reporter. Unfortunately, it's a twisting of Gene's creation to which he put in so much thought. I think it's really unfortunate. That's what George Takei, a gay man, who played the original character thinks about this movie.
3: That's fascinating.
0: What that, that opinion?
3: That, yeah, because you know sometimes, especially with like any like older celebrity, and just a lot of celebrities in general, you're like, oh, I like I like you, but then like if I like read all about you, I'm gonna like think that you're crazy on ten percent of things or thirty percent of things. I'm like, okay, like I'm just gonna ignore. You're like a human. I'm that's fine. You're fallible. But I really like George Takei, yeah. and I, like, follow his Twitter, and I read any, like, little link I'll click on and read about him, and I've never seen a weird, crazy opinion from him. He's so solid. Yeah. He, he got
2: some backlash for one thing, and I can't remember what mm-hmm. it was. But it, in the big scheme of things, yeah, he's he's pretty right on. He's a really entertaining
1: uh, – he's old, a really entertaining – How read.
2: old is he? He's in his 70s, Almost I would say. Yeah, he's an old guy. Camp. So my
1: first, my first question would be, is this and answer coming – from the lens of a gay man, or is yes. it coming from a crotchety old man who oh. you know how old people just have weird opinions that sort of catch you off guard? Yeah, and just like uh, you just don't like change more yeah. than you don't like anything. Well, I wonder whole, how much of that I think, is I've that. Got a third
2: I think yeah. it's coming from an actor who sees that it doesn't add anything to the story. Yeah, hmm.
3: and also I think it could take away from like well. I'm gay, but I played a straight character. Like, don't take that away from me. Like, oh, now you can only play a gay character, you know?
0: Oh, Robin, interesting insight. I hadn't thought of that, actually. That's a good point.
4: Uh, so it's more
1: possessiveness than of the character that he feels is his. And so I'm wondering if it's just I don't like change. This is how I see it.
0: His and genes. Well, well, Ryan, I will say this to you. Because... Because he is very liberal and very progressive on his Facebook page, he's constantly posting sure. liberal-leaning and left-leaning yeah. posts and memes. Is that right, Robin? You follow yeah, him definitely. on Twitter?
3: I mean, he's like like doing like really funny like videos, and he'll be like you know on a float in a gay pride parade, in like a really like like crazy outfit and stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, George Takei actually explains himself further. He says uh, Takei first learned of Sulu's recent same-sex leanings last year when Cho called him. To reveal the big news, Takei tried to convince him to make a new character gay instead. I told him, be imaginative and create a character who has a history of being gay rather than Sulu, who had been straight all this time and then suddenly being revealed as being closeted. Takei had enough negative experiences inside Hollywood's closet. He says, and he strongly feels that a character who came of age in the 23rd century would never find his way inside one.
3: <laughs> that's, that's fascinating. A good, that's a good point. Wow, yeah. So
0: he's really put some thought into this yeah. as well as Gene Roddenberry's original vision because this is the 23rd century. They have presumably moved beyond <laughs> the problem of of two penises touching at some point, you know, or, yeah. or uh, you know, scissoring. Mm-hmm. Si- you know, spaces space scissoring. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. they're fine with that it's in the twenty third. 23rd... Kind of scissoring, <laughs> is it though, Sean? It's probably pretty great. <laughs> sure. no, zero g, zero g scissoring. I don't know that's better or worse? Is it? You'd have to use like straps or something.
1: But see, I I, what I'm coming back to is, he's like, look, I don't care if there's a gay character. I want there to be a gay character. Don't ju- just don't make my character gay. Yeah. So it seems it's it seems more selfish than than anything to me.
2: Well, it, 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 I still it, it, I still think that he. He's loyal to the character. Uh, yeah. Like I think I think this is a case of Simon Pegg having really good intentions. Right. George Takei is probably slightly flattered, but at the same time, it's like, this is a character we're talking about, not a real person. Just because I'm gay doesn't mean the character has
3: to be not gay. Not everyone has
0: to be gay. Calm yeah. down, guys. And not- actually,
3: <laughs> I think from the ultra-liberal perspective— the reason why this logic is messed up because now we know that the push for another gay character who had always been gay and that didn't get made probably because people are like, well, okay, we know that like this will have an exception. Like, we can make Sulu gay because people already think George K is gay. It's so, like, who cares? you know? But like, oh, no, we're not going to have a freestanding gay character who's powerful in the Star Trek world. We're not going to do that.
0: It seems a little bit cowardly to me to make him gay after the fact because this is a man who actually struggled with gay discrimination his whole life, most of it you're nodding
1: you're nodding no, i just dis- i disagree it, because it's it's like oh no just he's saying it's like oh just invent a new character just jam it in there and that'll be better yeah like, it's like or you could pick the character that is already well known that has a, an actual interesting history uh with uh with with the struggle to be gay i think it's better and also, why do we give a shit what some guy who used to play that character is? He doesn't own it. Oh, uh, you no, really clearly he, do not he know
0: Star Trek fans. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, <that's laughs> we give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> we? Uh, did you guys catch that? She said, "We yeah. busted." Yeah.
1: Like, if the guy that wrote the character was upset, I would. I think there would be some claim to ownership. But this dude just played it a long time ago, and now he's like an internet
0: celebrity. That's his main job. Oof. Oh, hey, man. let's not knock internet slippers, huh? <laughs> <Yeah.
4: laughs> Hey,
0: so here's a guy who is upset about this. Have you guys heard of the rapper Lil Boozy? No. You know? Neither did I. I looked him up. I still don't know any of his songs. There's one on YouTube that has 20 million views. Never heard it before. I <laughs>
3: give a buzzer to the name Lil Boozy because why would you be a rapper and name anything except like Lil?
0: Yeah. You big. should be big, big boosie. I like
3: the bit. I'm like, okay, res- you respect yourself. Oh, you, you named yourself Big Something.
0: You know what though? Big Boosie sounds a little bit too much like Big Booty. And I mm. now here's what this guy says. He's very upset about this. Mm-hmm. Actually, not specifically this, but he did a rant on Instagram last year. I think not, not even last year. It was just a uh, a little while back, about a month ago, I think, where he had complained that there was so much gay stuff on TV. He, to quote him, gay shit. Mm-hmm. So here's here's what he says. Listen to this.
5: So I've come home every time I turn on the TV. Some gay shit. I try to watch Love and Hip Hop. Gay shit. <laughs> try to watch Empire. Gay shit. Watching our cartoon doing gay shit. A Fucking cartoon. Kids watch TV. What's your take on that these days? They're putting it on. They're putting it everywhere. Gay. Gay stuff is everywhere. You know.
0: Wait, so that wasn't they're, they're, the they're
5: rapper. Do it to make a monetary game. You know, They're not doing it. For-
0: so uh, yeah. So, so, uh, so welcome to the Republican Party. Right. So that was the that was the interviewer asking uh, him. He was quoting him back to him. And now there's a little Boosie replying to him. All right, here we go.
5: And I think they're they're just trying to do it to make a monetary gain. You know, they're not doing it for the gays. They're not really fans of the gays. They're doing it for monetary gain, man. They're trying to make money off these people, man.
0: What do you guys think of that? Is it it sincere? I I think there's some truth to
2: what he says. You think that it's exploitative? I think there's a a lot of pandering. Interesting. Women superheroes just for the sake of, I don't know, Robin, what do you think about that? But I, I think that... They're very smart, and whatever the social cause is of the time that people are getting behind, they will absolutely exploit. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I agree with that, but I don't think that that's a 100% negative. Cause no. It's like some little tiny child who will see that movie who doesn't know any of this stuff. Their real brain could be formed, and sure. they, and then they'll learn about it twenty years later. So was,
2: possibly a good result from a yeah from a uh, selfish like uh, I was little motivation. when, like
3: all of like the you know the Burger King kids and like they're all trying to be diverse and like it was like the. All, I, I feel like in the 90s like if you had five kids they try to give you like one of everything and i yeah. think that's there's good there's a deaf
1: kid a kid in a wheelchair yeah yeah yeah
3: there one of everything there's a ghost one of the ghosts <laughs> right <laughs> and i think that's you know i don't know it seems fine it seems good
1: i mean of course they're doing it for a monetary game they're fucking selling something like yeah. uh yeah this cartoon is not it's not like some government sponsored propaganda it's a tv show that they're trying to get attention for like it's like uh, when people when Cheerios did that commercial where it's like an interracial family and people were like, oh, it's pandering or they're just trying to get attention. Yeah, it's a commercial. That's the entire point of the commercial is to yeah. make people talk about it right. and yeah. then maybe buy Cheerios. And as a marketer, one of the things you do is you go, okay, who could we piss off with this commercial that doesn't matter? Because that's like – so people who are mad about seeing an interracial couple on TV, right? They typically don't matter demographically, right? They're right. not the audience that you're seeking. They're not uh they're not sympathetic to the media in any way. And so when you can when you can activate those audiences, it's, it's essentially, it's kind of like a false flag campaign, right? You're saying, hey, if we piss off the racists, all the non-racists will band together and like this. Oh, interesting. And I think that's one of the things, like I would say reasonable people don't turn on the TV and go, oh, look at all this gay shit, right? Because it doesn't bother, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's no skin off my back, right?
0: Or maybe they do and they're like, oh, wow, look at all this gay shit, I'm going to watch more.
1: Right, right, it just, it's a non-issue, yeah. right? And so when they, when they do stuff, that they're trying to get people like him to say dumb things that activate the rest of the audience. Be like, oh, you know what? Actually, I appreciate this.
0: So I think that the timing of this is kind of interesting because we are living in an era where I think it has been the most accepting of gay and lesbian people and bisexual and trans. We are the most accepting we've ever been. So the, it's something about this rings a little bit. Hollow, a little bit inauthentic. It does feel a little bit exploitive because I, I think with uh, what Takei said, it makes a lot of sense. Like, why not make a character, a new character who's gay? Because you're at you're not losing, you're not losing anything by doing that. You're at best or at worst, you're adding something, right? At best, uh, you may have a new gay icon that isn't necessarily. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so you know the debate about James Bond. They wanted to have yes. uh, the the black dude be. James Bond, I can't no, I didn't No, I so you didn't just hear saw that. that yes. And you, like, of course he could be James Bond if he's good at it, right? Yeah. They're not like, oh, let's just give James Bond a black friend. You know, like, yeah. that's, it, he, why can't he be it? Why, why do we have to think about who, would, why can't we just think about who would actually do a good job? Well, people always
2: go back and point to the novels and just say, like, James Bond was white. Like that's how the, that was the Ian Fleming novels. Yeah, in. but yeah. he's was like dead, he's, so he's who the cares? character. I,
0: I just don't see in this in this instance with James Bond with having a different colored James Bond, I don't think it it, it is materially going to change the character. No, it shouldn't. No, it shouldn't. I, I can't like see James how Bond. in any way that would change the character. Uh although they did talk about making James Bond a female, right? That's another controversy. Jane uh-huh. Bond? Gene Bond. Don't worry. Is we'll never
3: is? live to see that happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird that somehow the continuity matters when it's somehow like a social issue, but they're, no one's like, wait, I thought James Bond was Pierce Brosnan or I thought James Bond was yeah. Sean Connery. It changes all the time. And yeah. also the movies contradict each other. That's
2: true, yeah. And yeah. also mostly they're really, really shitty movies.
1: Also James yeah. Bond is like 90 years old at this point. You know, it it, it it's- it's made up. They can do whatever they want.
3: I would just want to see the Jane Bond movie for no reason than the, like, sex dudes.
1: Oh, yeah. It
0: would oh. be Wait, why, why fascinating. Are you su- okay, excuse, excuse fascinating. me. Robin, <laughs> sorry. I have to call you on this. Why are you assuming that there are going to be dudes, huh? Because immediately I thought Jane Bond, lesbian. <laughs>
3: oh, oh, that okay. Mm-hmm. I, lesbian detective. retracted. You guys might see a lesbian <laughs> <Yeah>. Jane Bond. <laughs> Sweet.
0: That's what Go I like. Go all the way with it. Yeah. Make her said so that's what I want to see. I want I want them to be so progressive that she is uh, that the new Jane, James Bond is Jane Bond and gay. Well,
3: I want to see Mr. Ball Sack.
0: <laughs> I'll give you that. Nice. <laughs> yeah, okay. You brought me back around, Robin. I want her straight again. All right, guys. But Octo <laughs> <laughs> They already have that, just called hentai. <laughs> Guys, how, how seriously, though, I'll just end on this point for this argument. How progressive does Hollywood need to be? This is from Time.com. Uh, Roddenberry's son told—his his son named Rod. Roddenberry, Gene Roddenberry named his son Rod. You're kidding. No. <laughs> so Rod, <laughs> Rod told— Rod Roddenberry. Uh, yeah, Rod Roddenberry. He told Wired in 2013 that though he conceded that it sounded a bit like a cop-out, he says, I mean, there were interspecies relationships on Star Trek, so we're just beyond that point where homosexuality is an issue. Right, this is a universe where aliens are fucking. I, sure. Yeah, it's disgusting. I don't. <laughs> Sean, Sean is not ready. Sean is not ready to be that progressive. It's disgusting. Yeah. Well, anyway, man, that's the universe we live in. I don't see why it's an issue at all. It's kind of silly. The whole thing's kind of silly. But anyway, you know what's not silly? Good deals on fine leather, gentlemen. Because today's episode is brought to you by Kennel and Hyde. Ryan and I were talking before the show. Ryan, I found out something interesting. You actually own some Kendall & Hyde products.
1: Yeah, I have the satchel. I that's what I travel with.
0: Yeah, so you have the satchel. You're mm-hmm. uh, you're and and this was this was interesting too. How did you find out about Kendall & Hyde? I bought it on Kickstarter. You backed their Kickstarter. This is something that not a lot of people know, but uh especially Madcast listeners, they Kendall & Hyde originally they started a campaign on Kickstarter. It was very successful. People really wanted these products, and that's how the company Got off to a great start. Yeah. And they're one of our sponsors now. So it's fantastic. And how do you like the satchel?
1: I really like it. It's the only thing I've ever owned that like, uh, this is going to sound like I'm making stuff, but like random women have come up to me like, I really like your bag. I've never owned anything <laughs> that someone was like, I like your bag. Yeah. It's not like part of my experience. Do you remember
3: what was good with the Kickstarter video?
1: Uh they had, had a hooks. cool guy like on a motorcycle mm-hmm. and he was wearing this like satchel and he had like a tube in the back, like he was carrying like architectural plans uh-huh. or something like <laughs> which again is that's never how architects happen. travel. Oh, obviously they get on their vintage
0: triumph and they <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: they call ads like that stylish.
0: Yeah. Well speaking of stylish, I have here, no joke, no one in this room has seen this. I don't dun, think dun, maybe dun, dun, maybe, dun, dun, maybe Robin, dun, dun, but I want to oh. see this is Ryan's first impression of the Kendall and Hyde boot they sent me. Look at this. Oh, that's sick. Ooh. Yeah, this is an authentic reaction that we're getting right here live. Because I like Red studio. Wings, and this is sort of like a Red Wing. It's so it's nice. a black boot. I got one of their black boots. Very nice trim. And look at the sole, too. That's nice. It's that repurposed size. It's fantastic. Guys, Kendall and Hyde. What size shoe you, Maddox? Thirteens. Oh,
4: pretty good.
1: Mm-hmm. Will they send me one? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: that's about right. <laughs> I meant this.
1: <laughs> that's a Freudian
2: slip. Well, you play you play them in the reverse order. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right, Sean. Once a lady see these uh, these bad boys at my feet. Huh? What, <laughs> like they, they shit be, like, themselves? <laughs> <laughs> com <Kendallandhi.com>, oh. guys. <laughs> Use the promo code MADCAST. Anyway, nice stuff. <laughs> <laughs> promo code MADCAST. MADCAST listeners get 15% off. Uh, it's a fantastic <laughs> deal. Great products. And this is a sincere. This wasn't even a, a rehearsed plug or anything. That Ryan Ryan Holiday right before the show started again. I I, I mentioned Kendall High. You're like, oh my gosh, the guys who had the Kickstarter. I have one of their satchels. Fantastic guys. Thank you for supporting the show. I'll link to it on the website. Check it out. But now it's time for the other side of the debate. All right, guys. Here's why I think that the inclusion of the gay character is progressive. All right, because some people argue that we're in a post civil rights era. Namely, me. <laughs> 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 a few minutes ago,
4: <laughs>
0: we have uh, we have gay marriage rights, uh, but we still have a long way to go. Because just last month this is kind of sad, but uh, there was a headline from LA Times: a man with weapons was headed to the gay pride parade. Do you remember this? Yeah, this happened the same day as the Orlando shooting. And there was a guy they found in Santa Monica, not too far from West Hollywood, I think about four or five miles. Oh, man. And he had a trunk full of guns and explosives. And they looked up this guy. They found his social media presence because because people were afraid that this might have been an Islamic terrorist attack because of the Orlando shooting. Nobody really knew what was going on. But they found that this guy was just a uh, home homegrown nutty. Uh, he had he was a 9-11 truther, uh, Infowars type. He had a picture of Hillary as Hitler. Hitlery. You know, if you will.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so he was just like a homegrown uh, nutso, thankfully. But, uh, you know, they caught the guy.
2: Yeah, we don't have to import all of them.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, that's that's a, that's a good point, Sean. That'll be another argument for another debate. But, uh, yeah, authorities said on Sunday they were trying to de- determine the intentions of the Indiana man with a cache of weapons, ammunition, and explosive-making materials in his car, and apparent plans to attend the L.A. Pride Festival in West Hollywood. Here's another headline. Another gay man was attacked last January in West Hollywood. And West Hollywood, if you guys don't know, if you, you haven't been to Los Angeles, West Hollywood is the gayest part of L.A. I've even heard uh, some of my gay friends have come to visit from San Francisco. San Francisco is known stereotypically to be a very gay-friendly town because of the Castro District. And they some of my gay friends have told me that West Hollywood is even gayer than the Castro District.
2: Yeah, they're like, this is too gay. <laughs> it's a, it's a we little have to, too we gay. To, Yeah, we got to walk out of here.
0: The crosswalks in West Hollywood are rainbows. Uh-huh. The police cars have rainbows on on their there. door. Yeah,
2: yeah, the sheriff's it's, <laughs> department. <There's laughs> it's, it's a best food for dogs.
0: Yeah, that's that's super gay. That's a little too gay. But the, West Hollywood is very gay. It's very gay friendly. So it's shocking that a headline would come out from a, a West Hollywood like this. A man was attacked in West Hollywood by men shouting racial and gay slurs at him, according to Don Brooks, this is the guy who was attacked. Uh, very sad, actually. I, I actually know have some friends who know him i uh, he said that what began as verbal assault escalated into a physical attack that left him bleeding in the street from a gash on the side of his head. So, guys, we're in a very progressive time, but how progressive are we really? If this shit is still happening, well, some
2: some people more than others, obviously. Yeah, and I don't know that you're ever going to get rid of those people
0: entirely. No, well, no but they'll uh, die as a woman, well, I can They will die. Die. <laughs> Yeah, like the Spartans, those dipshits. <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, but no, they never. There's, I mean, there's still horrible violence against women all the time. Like it, we're just, there's just a percent. Of, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're right. It didn't happen.
0: Yeah, um, thank you, <laughs> thank you for that correction, Sean. Take that.
3: You can't get rid of all the bad people.
0: They yeah. Get, more of them get born. Yeah, but this is this is uh, almost every month I see a headline like this. For coming from West Hollywood, the yeah. most progressive, the most gay-friendly city in Los Angeles, this is still happening.
1: It's fucked up. <laughs> what, Right? <Ryan? laughs> all, all this is well and good, but what does it have to do with a gay character on a nerdy movie?
0: Well, because the argument can be made that as progressive as we are as a society, we're still not progressive enough. And I'll tell you specifically why. You remember that clip I played earlier from Little Boosie? Yes. Mm-hmm. Big booty.
5: How could I forget?
0: Yeah. Well, here's here's what he said. Here's some more from his interview and some quotes from Instagram.
5: You know, you got cartoons that are they have gays on cartoons like these are kids. Let kids make their own decision if they want to go that way. Uh-oh. You know, six and seven
0: years. He, he still seems to think that being gay is a decision. Listen to what this
5: is. Five-year-olds shouldn't be turned on to gay cartoons when their mind not even developed yet. You know what if they like how that cartoon talk what now you 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 you're forcing them to be gay. They're forcing this gay stuff on. It wasn't like that when I was coming up. The Ninja Turtles wasn't kissing. You know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't like I can't that. Argue the with Flintstones that. wasn't wasn't uh they didn't have two men on the Flintstones kissing. <laughs> you know, the the Jetsons, the Jetsons wasn't kissing. Yeah.
0: The, this is
3: true what else wasn't kissing I need to know
0: Pink Panther Inspector Clouseau they weren't kissing they sure as shit weren't they were mortal enemies the Animaniacs weren't kissing no
3: I mean they're doing like Pratt kisses with big lipstick but not on each other yeah
0: Bugs Bunny Bugs Bunny was definitely kissing he
3: was and he's also just like a woman
2: right mm-hmm. Pinky and mm-hmm. the Brain you know they messed around once or twice
3: yeah
1: yeah. So you know Winnie the Pooh
0: I thought the rabbit was a woman
3: Piglet? really? I
2: mean, no, no, no the, the rabbit. Rabbit.
1: It rabbit is a woman
0: which one's the rabbit? It's the Rab- rabbit. He's doing the is voice. Do the, can you do the voice? No, or it's, the a rabbit yeah. gra- it's
1: a grouchy old man, I thought.
0: Oh. Wait, it's so why do you think it was a woman?
1: I thought it was a woman. The rabbit thought a, it was a, a woman. It's kind of a higher voice. Well, Pooh, so Pooh is gay. He's, uh, diff- he's a guy. He's more like asexual.
3: We know that he has okay. no
1: genitals.
0: Yeah, the, oh, that's true. We know that for a fact. That is verified. Yeah, Yeah. that is, ver- that is a madcast media. That is the best debate fact <laughs> brought to you. <laughs> that is verified. Pooh has no genitals. But uh, yeah, this guy goes on, guys. This uh, this little boosy guy.
3: Why did you pick this guy to be interviewed? Why why this
0: guy? Well, because what he said is very controversial. And is he super popular? And I just don't know. He has 20 million views on one of his videos. Is that a podcast? He has, he has several. What? This interview?
2: No, it was. It sounded like the host was really leading him, too.
0: It's an interview from uh, DJ Vlad on Vlad TV is the YouTube channel. I've So the So the reason he was being interviewed about this is because he made these comments on Instagram and he got a huge backlash, Mm. as as he probably should. Uh, And so this is, he had him on to kind of explain himself. He goes on,
5: listen to this. If they want to be gay, that's cool. I don't hate gay people at all, you know? No. No. I know plenty gay people.
0: All right, so he doesn't he doesn't hate gay people. Then he said then he said this. If one
5: of your kids approached you and said, "Dad, I'm gay." How would you react? I don't know. I'll probably slap his ass back straight. Okay. Now, if I couldn't do like but I but first I'm going to try to slap his ass back straight. Well, it's done out of love. I'm am going to kick his ass. <laughs> and maybe he'll re- realize that he's not gay. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Which ironically, my my dad my dad told me that a long time ago. I uh, when I was when I was younger, I put on my mom's, I think one of her scarves or something on my head, like a bandana. And uh, I, I told my dad, I said, hey, dad, look, I'm in a gang. And my dad gets up and starts charging me and my mom starts screaming. She's like, no, no, stop, stop. He's, he said he's in a gang,
4: <laughs> not gay.
0: He thought I said, I'm gay. And, and he was gonna g- charge you? Yeah, he was gonna punch me straight. Oh my so, God. Yeah, that's uh, that's my family. But that's that's that old school mentality. So as progressive as we are, this guy made these statements like a month ago. Well and and he's young. Well, wow, a little boosy? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But do you think this guy's watching Star Trek and he's like, "Oh, I get it." You well, know. He <laughs> knows. he's watching Flintstone, he's watching Flintstones Ninja turtle. Yeah.
0: He's just tired of all the gay
1: shit, Ryan. Well, I do, yeah. I do think that it's easy to celebrate uh some of these decisions as though we're making these big progressive steps forward, yeah. but really we're just like preaching to the choir and we're we're at, it's actually having the opposite so it's like we think putting all this stuff in the culture is like moving forward. In fact, the people who already agree are the ones who like it, and it's the people who need to who need it the most—guys like this—that are the ones that feel attacked by it. So I think we're seeing this weird polarization where it's like we think we're getting more and more tolerant, but the intolerant people are feeling more and more attacked and isolated. And so it's, I'm, I'm not saying they shouldn't do it because of little boozy, but it it's like. He's not turning on Star Wars or Star Trek and suddenly feeling like, oh, it's okay for my kid to be gay because the Asian guy has a kid. You know, it's it's he feels like it's ruining the movie. So I don't know how you reach that guy, but I don't I don't know if this is it.
3: Yeah, it is. You're right. It's such a polarization, Uh and I think you might have to wait for him to die. Like I because. Also, I think, like, another big part of all of these, like, like progressive things and, like, just, like, our atmosphere is whether or not something is for you. Because we can have all our opinions, but we're all straight, right? So it's, like, at a certain point, like, because I, like, you guys referenced, like, the, che- the Cheerios ad. And, like, um, like, yeah, like, that being my family, like, I, and this is so sappy, uh, I cried at that commercial. And I cried <laughs> three times a year. Because I one my, of them. I've had my whole life. Of literally never seeing my family On any screen And it, uh. it Because oh, it though, so that was
0: you Oh that Oh my I totally forgot Again just for a second oh, But yeah. yeah that was That was literally That hill so to you white.
3: Yes And I, I It was like stunning I've And there's no characters It's not even extras On the street in a movie Or ever 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 Like biracial Or yeah. any Like and so Oh that's a good it's point huh? just It's I mean I think about that All the time I reference like That Cheerios ad Like in my everyday life Because still There's not one sitcom there's not anything, and think, and it's like you hear, like, all like the being a comedian, you like hear a lot of like porn star interviews, and like you always hear how, like, there's this order of what you do, and the very last thing you do after gangbang is you fuck a black guy on camera, and it's just like, how is that? quote-unquote worse like it's crazy that's the most extreme thing still
0: holy shit you mean for porn stars yeah that's the the do lesbian
3: that's how you start and then it's like oh you gotta ramp up your career and you like start having like straight sex and then like it's like multiple stuff and the last thing you do like before you're like you've done everything so there's no more reveals for your fans is you like have you fuck a black guy
2: do you think their career will be ruined if they do that in like the reverse order
3: yeah, because there's nothing else to, like, tease them with. I don't know if it's oh. ruined, but it just isn't done.
0: It's it's something, I think it's one of those things that, that, I guess, fans of porn stars would want to see them go through all those progressions.
1: Well, I think what you're saying is that it's, like, it's sort of like a, it's a it's a knock against your career. Like, it's a scarlet. It's, no, for it,
3: them, it's like, they don't view it as bad, but ha- in what world is like 10 white guys sure, fucking sure. you less extreme than one black guy fucking you.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. And That's- so
3: like, I, the, I don't know, like it's, it's hard to like with any of this stuff. Cause like I, I, this like the Sulu thing. I can see either way, but like, yeah, some of that stuff when like, it's just you, like it, 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 you don't care if it's a money play. You don't care cause you're like, holy fuck. Like, this is well, like the first time.
1: From a marketing perspective, it's like 90% of the things that companies make advertisements or movies are bland and safe. Right. So if you want to stand out, what you do is you try to find a community that is underserved that's going to appreciate this yeah. ad. And so for you, that wasn't a Cheerios ad. Right. That was an artistic statement. Right. And right. and th- you're, so you're always trying to do that. So I even when I see it as so I can see that I can see the mindset of the marketer doing it, but I also respect it and appreciate it because they're doing they're taking some risk and they're also just doing not the same bullshit as everyone else.
0: Right, interesting. So, Robin, uh, and, and and I'm sorry earlier I laughed. I hadn't even thought about oh, no, putting myself right. in your yeah, shoes. Yeah, yeah. But when you when you saw the backlash to that, how did that make you feel?
3: Just like you, I guess it's like always like surprising and then you just like can't care. Like, I, I don't know. It's it the fact that it was there, like, just meant more to me. Yeah. So it's like, doesn't matter, you know? Interesting. It is, yeah, I don't know. It's fucking, it's weird. Like, it is both though. And like, I don't think that the Cheerios people are good i don't think that they had great intentions i don't think they had bad intentions but like even if it was just for money it's like well at least that society got to a point where they felt like that was a benefit for them
4: yeah like it yeah, shows you point. where the
3: like the little like marker all where society is it you know? and,
0: and it's amazing that almost uh 50 years 40 years after that star trek kiss that this is still relevant that it still matters right. to people right. Right. This, guys this already happened in space in the 70s <laughs> <laughs> Why? Who, who cares? Well, I, it I wasn't the future, though. Yeah. Oh, that's true. A few years
1: ago, like at American Apparel, we did this legalized gay campaign. Oh, and right, for those know. who
0: don't know, Ryan was the marketing director for American Apparel for oh, a long time, right? right? Oh, and
1: awesome. and it was like it was it was controversial when we first did it, mm-hmm. and now it's not controversial because lots of companies are pro gay rights. So what happens is somebody does something and they think they're violating a taboo, or it's like there's a little bit of courage involved. Right. Then it becomes safe. And then the companies have to find what the next thing is. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's maybe it's transgender is what you're, even if you believe it, you're still going, it's like, what can we do? Because companies are not, companies are not people. They're, at the end of the day, they're answering to shareholders and whether it's profitable or not. So they're always trying to think, what is a stance that we believe in, but also will be good for us to take? Correct. Because we punish them when they take back. Like no one's like, oh, Chick-fil-A, it's really courageous, except for some people who do think that way. But, But- uh, for the most part, they're always looking for the progressive, because they want young customers. They're always yeah. looking for the progressive stance that puts them ahead of the competitors.
0: Well, it's interesting where this is going to take us, because if that, if we follow that logical line of progression and see where, how do we get more and more progressive? What is the the next the next step of acceptance? I don't know where we could go beyond. I think transsexual is still the most marginalized of the sexual orientations. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, where would we go? Would we get to a point in society where we've kind of covered it all and now we can just focus on making good art and we don't have to recast the new Iron Man as this, uh, little black girl, I guess, which I don't have a problem with. I don't care. Iron Man's a suit. It's a
5: suit.
3: Well, I'll say that on 4th of July, my sister had, uh, a bunch of friends over and she's a 22 year old lesbian and that's who she brought over to the house. And so if it's anything like them, uh, we all have to be vegan, and oh. they don't think I'm funny at all.
0: Okay, you know what? This uh, is I'm going to militant people your, of every. Yeah, of every I'm I'm type. buzzing your your sister's veganism.
3: She's not vegan, but all the friends were.
0: Oh, her friends were. Yeah, yeah. We're, and you're a terrible person if you're not. It right?
3: was like we were having a barbecue, and it was just like, oh, like the meat is there. Yeah. <laughs> all
0: right, guys. Well, before we wrap up the side of the argument, I do have a little bit of a concession from. Did we Lucy. argue on this side? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I, I think did. that the argument here is that this is. Necessary. It is progressive because we still sure. have a lot of a lot of homophobia. We have a lot of bigotry that still needs to be addressed. So moves like this may actually help address that. And here's a little confession, a little confession time from yours truly. I used oh my to be God. Yeah, I <laughs> I used to be a homophobe. Uh oh, yeah? I, used, I used to be homophobic. you were yeah. probably raised that way. I was, yeah. It was in uh I was raised in Utah. It's a very conservative state. Uh I was raised with very conservative values, and I was grown to you know, it it was literally, in the most literal sense of the word, phobia of of gayness and homosexuality. And it wasn't, two things happened that kind of started to change my mind and and down the path of, uh, of acceptance. And the first was, I was on a bulletin board system. This was the internet before the internet, for those who don't know. You had to dial in with a modem, it was very slow, and it was all text-based. And I would chat with people, and there was a guy on there who said he was gay. And I thought, oh my god, this is amazing. I get to talk to a gay guy. This is wow, my parents would kick my ass if they knew. And the, the first question I thought to ask him was, "Why are you gay?" And you know, again, thinking that it was a choice and that's the way I was brought up. And he asked me a question that that really shut me up. He said, "Well, why are you straight?" Yeah. And I thought about it, and that's the first time I'd ever thought about why I'm straight and I thought about whether or not it was a choice. And I thought I realized I had never thought about a penis or a man in any kind of sexual context. And I thought, "Well, that just seemed natural for me not to." So I must, it must not be a choice for me to be straight either. The second thing that happened is lesbian porn. <laughs> 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 and so I had this huge cognitive dissonance because as someone who feared homosexuality, I thought, well, this is hypocritical of me. I'm super into these lesbians. We talked about space scissoring earlier. And you were
3: smart enough to understand that being lesbians is just as gay as like two dudes in the same thing. Yeah. Like, so so many people would not be able to make that leap. Right. But dicks are gross, though. We can all agree on that. (laughs)
1: Right. I mean, I I came from a similar background as you. I think the other thing you realize when you stop listening to like conservative talk radio and you become a a normal, well adjusted member of society, you just don't give a shit anymore. Like, it doesn't, you realize it's like, wait. Why do I care what these people do? Exactly. I don't want them to care what I do. What yeah. do I care? Yeah,
3: who's got the time?
1: Right. Right. I forget what comedian said it, but it's like, who, uh, or maybe it's Louis C.K. who's like, what am I supposed to tell my kids about like two guys being getting married? It's like that they're married. Like it doesn't fucking yeah. matter who at gives all. A shit? Who gives a shit? How crappy is your life that this is what you've decided to yeah. focus on? I just on? think
2: yeah. it's the downfall of society and they've got to save everybody from it. It, right. it
0: is, it is on some level uh, a fundamental fear. And that's, that's what it was for a long time. Yeah.
2: And this goes back to what we were talking about where these people need to die. And yeah, it's getting more and more progressive all the time, but I don't think it will ever die. Um, It may be driven underground, but it will never die because people are wary of things that are not like them.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. If you
2: see a black person and you live predominantly in a white neighborhood or a white whatever, like you're going to say, that person is different. Somebody who's gay, you know, two men living together, two women living together – that's weird because it's not the normal.
0: So back to to wrap it around around this this question is does media like this is it progressive? Is it does it help society? Because you might have a kid who, you know, like me a long time ago uh, growing up in a very conservative town somewhere, yeah. watching the new Star Trek movie and seeing that this is normalized and then realizing hey, it's not that big of a deal. So is it that's the other side of the argument. Is this progressive? Yeah. I you guys so. should vote so vote on the website The voicemail number is also on the website. But uh, real quick, I have some quick stories, quick headlines I just want to get to. Uh, This is from Boston. A cab driver found $187,000 in the back of his cab left behind by a passenger. What do you think he did with it? He returned it. Well, the headline. He did return it, yeah. He he said (laughs) after dropping the passenger off at a destination. This is from uh, ABC News. Uh, He he dropped his passenger off at a destination in Massachusetts at uh, Tremont Street near Northeastern University. The driver noticed a bag filled with $187,000 sitting in the back seat. A Kendall and Hyde bag or (laughs) trash bag or what? He returned the money, kept the bag. Yeah, kept the bag.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a good ad.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, dude. Uh, The driver immediately brought the bag to the police headquarters, which received a call from the passenger as they were taking inventory of its content, the police said. So this guy did the right thing. He returned it. Now, there's another headline that came out a day later. It said, Boston Cabby is disappointed at $100 reward you received. <laughs> <laughs> We're returning one hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars left behind in his taxi. Oh my God. Also, it was drug money,
1: and now the uh, cartel's going to murder him <laughs> for not giving yeah. them their yeah. money back. That's
3: too much money. Also, how how rich are you if you don't notice one hundred eighty-seven k right off the bat?
0: <laughs> Actually, right. yeah, that's fishy.
1: You're not going to call an Uber when you're you're carrying one hundred eighty-seven
0: <laughs> grand around. And you're just flagging a taxi. Uh, well, you guys joke, but there's a reason for that because right. the guy who lost the money used to be homeless and he okay. just got the money in an inheritance. That's how he got the money. So he didn't, he actually, maybe he was so not used to having $187,000 that he just left to be, well, I don't so know. Well, to a
2: cabbie, he was like, he had one hundred eighty-seven grand, right? Yeah. And the guy got a $100 reward. He's like, look, buddy, we both know that I'm gonna fuck this
0: up. <laughs> so here's a hundred bucks. It's as much as I can give you. Maybe he, Maybe the, 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 the homeless guy thought that that was a lot of money. I mean, to a homeless guy, $100 is a lot oh, of money. Yeah. It's when a huge sum. When is season
3: sum. one of this reality TV show of that hobo coming out? I need to watch it.
1: Yeah. You, but when you inherit money, they don't give it to you in cash. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's like, and here's his personal effects of $187,000 in ones. <laughs> in a duffel bag, yeah. yeah. You, you, you could get it cashed, couldn't you? Yeah, but it would come from a bank account because you yeah, got to pay estate taxes and all this shit. So it would Success. come to you from a lawyer.
0: Maybe he
3: like okay. had furniture he would took to a pawn shop.
0: He pawned off 187 thousand dollars worth of furniture in a bunch of trucks. Just, just just a line of (laughs) trucks going down. (laughs) Well, he said, I thought, what kind
1: of, what size reward would, you, if you, what, what reward would Mm. you
0: give the cab driver? I would give him at least a thousand dollars. At least, yeah. Yeah. And here's what he said. He said, I thought I was. That yeah, was a number I was going to put. That's a, that's a nice now, number. when
2: push came to shove, I probably would just thank him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Stingy Sean, here's what he says. He said, I thought maybe he would give me $500 or 1000 maybe one of those bundles, Raymond Buzzy says. Buzzy's his name, the cab driver. He said that the lucky cabbie who found the fortune told Daily News that uh, he was driving a homeless man who had inherited his riches after living in a shelter for six months. So this guy was... Wasn't homeless for long. He was temporarily homeless. And his uh,
3: family was a dick. Like, they were going to leave the inheritance to him, but not take him in.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, there's all sorts of situations Do like that. Do we know that. that he didn't murder a family member to we, get it? We don't, mm. Sean. Good point. <laughs> really, I'm, gl- I'm glad I need you brought this
3: HBO <laughs> doc.
0: <laughs> he said he decided to bring the bag of cash to the police station. He said, That's the way I am. I don't steal anything. I've never been a crook. Mm. Uh, Buzzy said, "I It would have been nice to see a lot of money like that, though. Probably changes lives. After the money was returned to its rightful owner, though, the man gave him a hundred dollar reward for his honesty, and then le- that's less than half a penny on the dollar of the oh. of the reward. And then the honest cabbie then gave the man another ride back to the hotel where he was staying. So oh, he nice. even he well, even took him. That's priceless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I thought the cabbie got shafted a little bit. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah,
2: there is a point in which a, a reward. I hate to say it, but it becomes a little bit insulting.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. It's almost better not to give the reward, especially if you know there's media attention around it. Right? right, right? right. This isn't like it came out after the fact. Fuck that homeless guy. <laughs> well,
2: but to be to be fair, he's not he's not Ryan Holiday and a marketing executive. Oh, that's true. <laughs> He'll blow the
0: money soon enough. So. Yeah. Well, let's hope he blows it on a reward. But uh, moving on, <laughs> here's here's one more headline. We'll end on this one. It's from the Telegraph, Telegraph.co.uk. It says. Meet the husbands who fly first class while their wives travel in economy. Uh-huh.
2: Okay. Because <laughs> they're flight attendants, right? Nope. That,
0: nope? No, it's not. It's uh, This is from the article. It says, it's enough to make feminists' blood boil, or anyone's for that matter. But for some married couples, it's perfectly normal for husbands to travel in first or business class while their wives are relegated to economy. This is a real thing that happens. This guy named Johnny says, I couldn't be happier. Do I feel guilty? No, not at all. I get treated very well in business class. And if one day we can afford it, then I'd love for the whole family to join me there. So his wife wife travels economy while he's flying business class. Well, he's got to spend all kinds of time with them
2: once he gets there. So it's, you know, he needs a little vacation before the vacation starts.
0: Oh, it gets weird. This is almost, so Ryan pointed this article out to me before the show started. And we thought this this sounded like an Onion article. Yeah. It's not. This this goes on. It says, uh, here's another guy, Wimbledon-based businessman, Aaron Kumar, Says he doesn't seem to find feel ashamed for traveling up front either. In my opinion, everyone should travel this way. <laughs> <laughs> I, he says, That's "I think a great first, quote." Yeah, I think first class is really rather wonderful. The only way to fly, he told the newspaper. <laughs> his wife Tina, however, doesn't get a look in. Whenever Aaron travels overseas for work, the couple tag a holiday onto the end of his meetings. But Tina always sits in economy.
2: The <laughs> kids sit in cargo. <laughs>
0: Oh I wish. Here's here's what uh, what Tina says. She says even when we get off the plane we're like strangers to each other. Aaron will have a chauffeur waiting for him and I have to find myself a taxi. What, <laughs> what the
1: fuck? <laughs> it doesn't sound real at all. Right? Like how'd this- you
0: admit this?
1: Yeah. Well, I want to meet this guy. I'll give you 2 I I've, I feel both ways on this. So one, I was telling you earlier. Sometimes I will I I do some paid speaking, and sometimes it will come with like one first class ticket. So like I flew to Australia my, and I brought my wife, and they gave me a first class ticket. So we were like, well, that like I I never flown first class internationally, so we thought, well, let's check how much it would cost to get you one. Yeah, and it was like thirteen thousand dollars. Oh yeah, and so obviously I would rather we both fly economy, and you give me. The thirteen oh, thousand dollars, right? Fantastic, yeah. But uh, they, they they couldn't do that. It was like some sponsored thing from the airline or sure. whatever. So. We bought an economy ticket And then we split it Like right. I I rode one way And then she got the seat On the other way And we just did it that way But it was still A little awkward Getting on the plane I was like I hope yeah. nobody thinks That I'm doing exactly What they're saying In that article <laughs> Yeah Although, did,
0: did you walk down the aisle Without making eye contact Or kissing her <laughs> So they wouldn't Think
1: you're together well, the, the most awkward thing Is because you board first Yeah And oh. then they have to Walk past you Down oh. the
0: aisle That's That's did the walk Did you put your hand shame. up Did you put Like cover
1: your eyes And pretend not You to. have to like wave and then see you later. But the, the etiquette is, who, what we have is whoever is sitting in first class has to steal as many snacks as possible and then oh, sure. bring them to the back of the plane. Oh, that's
0: sweet of you, yeah.
1: But then the other thing is, one thing that my wife and I have found and it makes us much happier is when we do fly and if we're both in business classes, sometimes we'll get upgraded or we're both in coach, we don't sit next to each other on planes. So it's like, we we flew here and what we're going to spend two days together, what do we need to sit in close, uncomfortable quarters for four hours next to each other and start the trip off unpleasantly?
0: Yeah. So we both get
1: personal space. Sure. And then we're like, hey, we're here. Let's hang out. We don't start it off on a negative note.
0: I get that, Ryan. And I feel irritable when I go to movies and my bro sits right next to me. I'm like, guy, it's an empty theater. We're, so, we're watching some bullshit late at night. There's a whole fucking row. I can still hear you one seat away. <laughs> Why are you cramping me? Exactly. We have to share the armrest now, and now our arm hair is touching where I have a patch missing, apparently, because I'm stalker cut it. At or it's like
1: you you sit you'll sit behind someone on a plane, and the couple will be talking to each other the whole time. It's like you fucking live together. You couldn't go eight, You couldn't spare us eight hours of chatter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She's heard all your fucking stories anyway. Yeah. Get over your fucking relationship. We know it's great, idiot. Exactly pisses me off. Okay. Before we go, Robin, yeah. you have a YouTube video.
3: Oh yeah. So it's called Five Minute Time Machine, and it's a little animation I made. And it's about uh, two cranky grad students who bring uh, historical figures back into present time to interview them for five
0: minutes. Ooh.
3: And it's the first animated thing I did. Oh, sounds
0: there fantastic. You animated it yourself.
3: I drew it all. I learned how hard it was. It's technically an animatic. It's just shifting slides, uh-huh. but it looks like almost animated. Fuck it. Counts. Who do they bring back? Amelia Earhardt.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. oh! What happened to her? Oh, yeah, I guess we'll have to <laughs> we'll have to turn tune uh, you know, in. we'll link to it on the website. Cool. Yeah, it sounds awesome. And Ryan, your book is now in stores. It's on Amazon. It's in bookstores everywhere. Ego is the enemy, guys. Check it out. Has four and a half star review on Amazon. Ooh. It's fantastic. And don't forget to vote on the debate on the website, both before and after you listen to the arguments. Thank you for joining. Thank you, Sean. And as always, most of all, you're welcome.
4: Let me tell you, Maddox is a goddamn wizard of geography. Hey, so yeah, let's let's go ahead and break up the U uh, the UK with the uh, the great country of London leaving. Maddox, why don't you get on a plane in the great state of Milwaukee and fly the fuck over there and tell them to uh, to break up the UK in the entire great country of London. Okay. Fucking
0: idiot. Got it. I got it. You shit. You fucking asshole.
3: It's so hard to know geography at all.
0: Oh, uh, oh, I misspoke. I, I said London instead of England. Oh, fuck me all to hell. I get it, <laughs>
4: shithead. Real fucking funny. Whatever. Pissed off. <laughs>